Welcome to episode 22. Wiley, do you remember when we were so excited we made it to seven episodes and we had a little party? And now we're at 22 episodes. We've done really, really well. Can we have another party at 24? Another party at 24? That's a multiple. No, it's not a multiple of seven. We should have had a party. The last one. How about at 28? No, 24. 24 we'll have another party because because why not yes because so i think the party should go it should be the day like Mm -hmm. so like you have a party one day Uh and then you wait so you wait a few more days so like last time we had a party it was the seventh now it's like the seventh episode, and now it's the uh, the twenty second. Yes, this is twenty two. Twenty two. So, like, since we're having one on the twenty fourth, that's in two more episodes. Uh huh. So, how many episodes did we go from last time to this time? Uh, well, uh. So. 7 to 22, so... I, I think putting it on a schedule is is not going to happen unless we did it at multiple, multiples of 7. And then um, we, 7 times 4 is 28. Um, okay, how about we have a party on the 24th and then, and then a party on the 35th. 35th? Sure. Yeah. And then a party on the 42nd. Okay. And, and then the 49th. And then the 49th. <laughs> and then the 56th. Sure, why not? Yes. Seven is your number, you know. Yes. Okay. All right, well, let's get started. We are still on... I love wasting two minutes of time. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we are still on chapter 21, and they are having the end of school year examinations where they mm-hmm. uh, get up in front of the school and recite what they've learned that year in front of the parents and everything. I just realized something. What? Look up. You see that fan? You see that thing that isn't spinning? The fan is not spinning. It means I'm overly heated. You want to turn the fan on? Yeah. All right. I will turn the fan on, but you get started. We ended at perhaps. Hold the hold the phone. And get started. I'll turn the fan. There is no school in all our land where young ladies do not feel obligated to close their compositions with a sermon, and you will always find that the sermon of the most frivolous and the least religious girl in the school is always the longest and most completely pious. Relentlessly. And the most relentlessly pious. 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 (laughs) But enough of this. Homely truth is... Impalatable. Unpalatable. Unpalatable. Hmm. Let us return to the examination. The first composition that was read was one entitled, Is This Then Life? Perhaps the reader can endure and extract from it. In, in the common walks of life, 
With what delightful emotions does the youthful mind look forward to some anticipated scene of festivity. Imagination is busy sketching sketching rose-tinted pictures of joy and fancy the voluptuous votary of fashion sees herself amid the festive throng the observed of all observers her graceful form arrayed in snowy robes is whirling through the mazes of joyous dance her eye is brightest her step is lightest in the gay assembly (laughs) it means happy yes it does in this sense it means happy so continuing with, with this excerpt from this young lady's uh essay Keep going. (laughs) It's supposed to be like arduous and boring, so keep reading in a voice that means arduous and boring and highfalutin. (gasps) (laughs) In such delicious fancies, time quickly glides by, and then the welcome hour arrives for her entrance into the Elysian world of which she has had such bright dreams. How fairy-like does everything appear to her enchanted vision. Very good. Each new scene is more charming than the last, but after a while, she finds that beneath the good, beneath this goodly exterior, all is vanity. <laughs> <laughs> I like your voice. <laughs> It fits very well. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) All is vanity. The flattery which once charmed her soul now grates harshly upon her ear. The ballroom has lost its charms, and with wasted health and embittered heart, she turns away with conviction that earthly pleasures cannot satisfy the belongings of the soul. Unquote. <laughs> and so forth and on. There no, no, no. The, the, the essay is done. You have to go back to your normal voice. And so forth and so on. <laughs> there was a buzz of gratification from time to time during the reading, accompanied by whispering ejaculations of, How sweet! How eloquent! Eloquent. Eloquent. So true, etc. Mm-hmm. After, after the thing had closed with a peculiarly afflicting sermon, the applause was enthusiastic. Then arose a slim, melancholy girl whose face had the interesting paleness that comes of pills and indigestion. <laughs> I know that at least one of you had suddenly thought about Wednesday. <laughs> oh, like Wednesday Adams? Yes. Yeah. A, a slim, melancholy girl, interesting paleness that comes of pills and indigestion. That perfectly mashes Wednesday. That's right. It's <laughs> pretty good, Wiley. <laughs> yeah. And read a poem. Two stanzas of it will do. A Missouri maiden's farewell to Alabama. Very good. Okay, so this is what she's reading, and she looks like Wednesday Adams. Alabama, goodbye. I love thee well. 
But yet for a while, I do love, I do leave thee now. Sad, yes, sad thoughts in thee my heart doth swell, and burning recollections thong my brow. For I have wandered through thy flowery woods, have roamed near Talapoposa's stream, and have listened to Talaasi's warring floods. Sit up, sit up. Yet shame I do not bear an awful heart, nor blush to turn behind my tearful eyes. Tis from no stranger land I must now part. Tis no stranger's left I yield these sighs. Welcome home. Welcome and home were mine within this state. Those vows, those vows I leave. Aspires fast from being, and cold must be my eyes and heart and tt. Tet. Meaning head. Tet. When, dear Alabama, they turn cold on thee, they they there were very few there that that know what tt mean. But oh wait 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 we had an unquote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we had an unquote oh. there, so then back to your normal voice. There were very few there who know what who knew what Tete mean. <laughs> but the poem was very satisfactory, nevertheless. <laughs> next next appeared a dark complexioned, black eyed, black haired young lady who who paused an impressive moment. Assumed a tragic expression, then began to tread in a measured psalm. This is began, Wednesday began again. Began to read. Began to read in a measured psalm. This is Wednesday again. Yeah, another Wednesday, Adams. Now pick your voice. Don't do that high squeaky thing again. <laughs> okay. So it says. Now she's dark and depressed. Darkened temptation. A vision. A vision. A vision. Dark and tempest tempestuous. Tempestuous was night around the throne on high, not a single star quivered, but the deep intonations of the heavy thunder constantly vibrated upon the ear, whilst the music the, the terrific the terrific lightning revelled an angry mood through the cloudy chambers of heaven. Seeming to scorn the power exerted over its terror by the illustrious Franklin. <clears throat> Even the boisterous winds un- un- unanimously. unanimously came forth from their mystic homes and blasted about as, as if to enhance by their aid the, wild- the wildness of the sea. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> keep going. It's so long. Yeah, just keep going. <clears throat> At such a time, so dark and dreary, for human sympathy, my very spirit sighed. But instead thereof, my dearest friend, my counselor, my comforter and guide, my joy and grief, my second bliss and joy came to my side. She moved like one of those bright 
bees pictured in the sunny walks of fancy Edens made by the Romans. Fancy's Eden. Fancy's Eden by the Romans. <coughs> and a young queen of beauty, unadorned save by <coughs> her own transcendent Trans- love- Transcendent. <coughs> transcendent loveliness. So soft was his step, it failed to even make a sound. And but for the tragical thrill, magical, magical thrill imparted by her genial touch, as other unobtrusive beauties, she would have glided away unperceived, unsought. A strange sadness rested upon her features, like icy tears upon the robe of December, as she pointed to the contending elements without and bade me to contemplate the two things being presented. Unquote. This nightmare occupied some ten pages of manuscripts <laughs> and wound up with a sermon so destructive of all hope <clears throat> to non-Presbyterians that it took the first prize. <laughs> <laughs> This composition was considered to be the very finest effort of the evening. That's funny. <laughs> the mayor of the village, in delivering the prize to the to the author of it, made a warm speech in which he said that it was by far the most eloquent thing he had ever listened to, and that Daniel Webster himself might well be proud of it. It may be remarked in passing that the number of compositions in which the word beautious beauteous beautious was ever overfondled overfondled a human experience referred to as life's page was up to the usual average <laughs> now the ma- now the master mellow almost to the verge of geniality, pull, put his chair aside, turned back to the audience, and, and began to draw a map of America on the blackboard. To exercise the jog- geography class upon, he, but he, he made a sad business of it with his unsteady hand, and a, and a smothered titter rippled over the house. He knew what the matter was and set himself right to it. He to write it. To write it. What did I say? Write to it. Set himself to write it. He sponged out lines and remade them, but he only distorted them more than ever. And the tittering was more pronounced. Do you know what that means? The tittering? I don't know. They're giggling. They're kind of laughing at him. He threw his entire attention upon his work. Now, as if determined not to be put down by the mirth, he felt that all eyes were fastened upon him. He imagined that he was succeeding, and yet the tittering continued. It even manifestly increased, and well it might. There was a garret above, pierced with a scuttle over his head, and down through the scuttle came a cat, suspended around the, the haunches of a string. By a string. By a string. 
She had a rag tied about her head and jaws to keep her from mewing. Oh my gosh. Wow, keep reading. Oh. As she slowly descended, she curved upward and clawed at the string. She swung downward and clawed at the intangible air. The tittering rose higher and higher. The cat was in six within what well, the cat was within six inches of the absorbed teacher's head. Down, down, a little lower, as she grabbed his wig with her desperate claws clung to it and was snatched up into the into the garret in an instant with her trophy still in her possession. Oh my goodness. And how the light did blaze abroad from the master's bald pate, for the sign painter's boy gilded it. That, That broke up the meeting. The boys were avenged. Vacation had come. Note, the pretended compositions quoted in this chapter are taken without alteration from a volume entitled prose and poetry by a western lady but they're exactly and precisely after the schoolgirl pattern and hence are much happier than any other were imitations could mere be imitations. mere imitations could be all right that ends chapter 21 we're gonna take a break and then start chapter 22 yeah. okay All right, chapter 22, Tom Sawyer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, just one thing that was weird about, like, the last chapter, chapter uh, chapter 21, mm-hmm. is that there were two girls that looked exactly the same from their description. In your mind? Yes, because, yeah. like, they were, they both just straight up looked like Wednesday Adams. Yeah, well... That's good. You're making a picture in your mind from what you're reading. That's an important part of reading comprehension. So good job, Wiley. Okay, chapter 22. Tom joined the new order of cadets, cadets and temperance. Being attracted by the, by the showy character of their regalia. It's their clothes. He likes their clothes. He promised to abstain from smoking, chewing, and profanity as long as he remained your member. <laughs> That's not gonna last long. <laughs> yeah, of course he's of course he ain't gonna start smoking, chewing, and using profanity. <laughs> Keep going, Wayne. <laughs> now he found out a new thing. Namely that to promise not to do a thing in this in the surest way in the world to make a body want to go and do that very thing. Exactly. (laughs) Tom soon found himself tormented with a desire to think, to drink, and swear. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) That's like that D.A.R.E. program. (laughs) Just increases drug usage among kids. I do want to read that sentence again. (laughs) Yeah, read it again. Tom soon found himself tormented with a desire to drink and swear. (laughs) (laughs) The 
desire grew to be so intense that nothing but the hope of a chance to display himself <laughs> in his red sash kept him from withdrawing the order. Oh. So he likes the he likes the outfit that they wear, and that's the only thing. <laughs> Keep going. That's what Dare needs. They need fancy outfits that you get to wear if you <laughs> keep off drugs. Anyway, keep going. Fourth of July was coming, but he soon gave that up. Gave it up before he had before he had worn his shackles over forty eight hours, and fixed his hopes upon old Judge Fraser, Justice of the Peace, who was apparently on his deathbed and would have had a big public funeral since he was so high and official. During during three days, Tom was deeply concerned about the judge's condition and hungry for news of it. Sometimes his hopes ran high, so high that he would venture out, he would venture out to get his regalia and practice before the looking glass, but the judge had a most discouraging way of fluctuating. <laughs> At last he was pronounced upon the mend, and and then con- convalescent. Convalescent. Tom was disgusted. <laughs> and felt a bit a sense of injury too. <laughs> He handed his he handed in his resignation at once, and that might and that night the judge suffered a relapse and died. Oh my goodness. Tom resolved that he would never trust a man like that again. Wow. The same day he resigned, like just because he wanted to be in the funeral. Oh, okay, keep going. <laughs> Does he get to be in the funeral? Let's find I don't out. Know. I don't know. Here. The funeral was a fine thing. The cadets paraded in a style calculated to kill the, the late member with envy. Tom was a free boy again. However, oh. there was something in that. He could drink and swear now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read it again. He could drink and swim. <laughs> That's terrible. But found, but found to his surprise that he did not want to. <laughs> the simple fact that he could took the desire away and the charm of it. That's hilarious. Tom presently wondered to find that his covered, coveted vacation was beginning to hang a little heavily on his hands. He attempted a diary, but nothing happened during three days, and so he abandoned it. There's <laughs> nothing to write about. The first of all the Negro minstrels, the minstrel shows, came to town and made a sensation Tom and Joe Harper... Tom and Joe Harper got up a band of performers and were happy for two days. Hmm. Even the glorious fourth was in some sense of was in some sense of failure. For it rained hard. 
There was no procession in, in consequence, and the greatest man in the world, as Tom supposed, Mr. Benton, an actual United States senator, proved an overwhelming disappointment, for he was not twi- for he was not 25 feet high, nor anywhere in the neighborhood of it. A circus came. The boys played circus for three days afterward in tents made of rag carpeting. Admission, three pins for boys, two for girls, and then circusing was abandoned. <laughs> the frontologist... A phrenologist. A phrenologist and mesmerizer came and went again and left the village duller and drearier than ever. That's so interesting. There were some boys and girls parties... But there were so few and so delight and so delightful that they only made the aching voids between between ache the harder. People are gonna start doing something. What? Drinking. <laughs> mm. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Mm. Becky Thatcher was gone to her. Constantinople home to Constantinople. Constantinople home to stay with her parents during vacation. So there was no bright side to life anywhere. Aww. The dreadful secret of the number was a was of a, the murder of the murder was a chronic mystery. It was misery. Was a chronic misery. Wait, what murder are they talking about? Um, Muff Potter, remember the grave robbers? And yeah. Injun Joe? Yeah. It was a very, it was a very cancer for, for menacy and pain. Permanent, permanency. It, hang on. It was a very cancer for permanency and pain. Then came the measles. Measles. During two long leaks. Two long weeks, Tom lay a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Dead to the world and its happenings. He was very ill. He was interested in nothing. When he got upon his feet at last and moved feebly downtown, a melancholy change had come over everything and every creature. There had been a revival, and everybody had got religion. Not only the adults, but even the boys and girls. Tom went about, hoping against hope for the sight of one blessed sinful face. (laughs) But disappointment crossed him everywhere. He found Joe Harper studying a testament and turned sadly away from the depressing spectacle. (laughs) He sought Ben Rogers and found him visiting the poor with a basket of tracts. He hunted up Jim Hollis, who called his attention to the precious blessing of his late measles as a warning. Every boy he encountered another ton added another add, add another added another ton to his depression. And when in desperation he flew for refuge at last to the to the bosom of Huckleberry Finn. Bosom bosom of of huckleberry finn and was received with a scriptural quotation his heart broke and he crept home to bed realizing that he alone of he alone of all the town was lost forever and ever (laughs) and that night 
There came on a terrific storm, with driving rain, awful claps of thunder, and blinding sheets of lightning. He covered his head with the bedclothes and waited in a horror of suspense for his doom, for he had not the, sh- for he had not the shadow of doubt that all, that all his, all this, hubbub was about him. He believed that he'd tacked. <coughs> he believed that he had taxed the forbearance of the powers above <coughs> to the extremity and en- of endurance that this was the result. Oh, it might the have, sky is mad at him. It might have seemed to him a waste of pomp and ammunition to kill a bug with a battery of artillery, but there seemed nothing incongru- incongru- incongruous. incongruous about the about the getting up such an expensive thunderstorm (coughs) as this to knock the turf from under an insect like himself. By and by, the tempest spent itself and died without accomplishing its object. The boy's first impulse was to be grateful and reform. His second was to wait the next day. The doctor was was to wait for there might for there might not be any more storms the next day the doctors were back tom had relapsed mm. the 3 weeks he spent on on his back had seemed an this enti- time this time seemed an entire age when he when he got abroad at last he was hard at last he was hardly grateful that he had been spared remembering how lonely remembering how lonely it was his estate how companionless and for and forlorn he was uh i think that'll end our episode today read to the bottom of the page it's mm-hmm. two sentences he drifted listlessly down the street and found Jim Hollis acting as judge in a, juve- in a juvenile court that was trying a Huck Finn. Wait, uh, trying a cat. I was trying a cat for murder. <laughs> in the presence of her victim, a bird, he found Joe Harper and Huck Finn up in an alley eating a stolen melon. Poor lads. They, like Tom, had suffered a relapse. All right. And that is the end. Look at that. That's the end of chapter 22. We can start tomorrow with chapter 23. All right. Thank you for listening. Remember to like and share on Spotify. Yeah, and d- and don't subscribe, follow. Follow on Spotify. Yeah, for some reason, Mom keeps saying it as subscribe. Oh, people know what I mean. Okay, good night.